that the coffee's wonderful, by the way. I was going to tell you, like, I drank it. I was like, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not you. even a coffee fan. Oh, we're about to get into the uh, final cut. Welcome to Coffee and Conversation, a podcast that's all in the name. Good coffee with great conversation. Here's your host, Larry Vincent. Hey guys, welcome to the Coffee and Conversation podcast. I am your host and the main host of this podcast, uh, Larry Vincent. And with me, as always, it's Autumn Coffee from the coffee part of the You're not the coffee part of the conversation. <laughs> I own the rights to coffee and conversation. Way back, man. <laughs> So, for the listener, this is now our third take of coffee and conversation because I don't know how to work a soundboard. I just like like that we've, like, had a ten-minute conversation about voiceovers and nobody even gets to hear it. Nobody. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't mean we're not going to do it again because I've learned so so much about our friend Eric. That's two different voices. (laughs) So... So, okay, uh, welcome to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, uh, to which I own the name. And, and as we have already established, uh, Autumn uh, will probably sue me over that, those, those rights. It's trademarked. Yeah, Coffee eventually, uh, based upon uh, really shoddy evidence, in my it's opinion. But spell it differently. True. So, yeah. I could do coffee. C-O-F-F-E-Y. Why don't I just call it caffeine? You're welcome. You know? I get 50% oh, yeah. of that. <laughs> so, I'm serious. That amazing voice you hear on the other end, ladies and gentlemen, is our guest today, uh, Eric Jensen. Say hi, Eric. Hello. And you know, Eric, we were talking just a minute ago. Which time? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I deserve all of that. Uh, we were talking just a minute ago, Eric, uh, about uh, the fact that you have a voice for radio, even more so than I do. I've got a face for radio too. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell that all the time, man. Right, I got the club. <laughs> wow, I didn't realize you. I didn't realize you were shiny. Yeah. So, so God made uh, some heads perfect for everybody else. He put hair on. Yeah, yeah. See, I t- I, look, I, I am not complaining because when I shave this, uh, it's bumpy. I, I have I, I I look like I was beaten as a child, which is probably true, but I didn't get lumps. <laughs> you know, it's like, not from the beatings. It's not from the beatings, right? Yeah. Uh, so, but what I was really interested in is the fact that you did voices, uh, and yeah, you had mentioned voices. that you did some voices, and I it would be a disservice to our audience. If those voices did not come back, so do me a favor, and would you please give me your uh, your impre- your impression again of Bobby from Bobby's World? Bobby out here. Hi, everybody. My name is Bobby Jenrick. I'm from Bobby's World. Yes, yes, that was good. That yes. was good. Yes, mom, because now, I used to do. Don't you know, Bobby? No, yeah. oh, oh, don't, don't you know? Yeah, because she was from like she was the only one from Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, Minnesota. you know. Minnesota. Yeah, see, I spent three years in Minnesota. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it, it was a <laughs> calling. It had to be a calling because I wasn't volunteering for that gig. Right. Great people, horrible weather. Yeah. Uh, but in in fairness, I did my Pinocchio voice, and so I will do I my Pinocchio. Int- I like that one. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. I want to be a real boy. <laughs> Yeah, and so that that is spot on. That is yeah, uh, yeah inflection. I, is perfect. Yeah, that was uh, that was from years of watching my kids watch the movie. Shrek. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I also did an Andy from the Office Southern accent. It's just a it's a sophisticated uh, kind of uh, kind of you know bourbon and kind of rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it's just horrible. But yeah, but yeah. Arm doesn't understand. Uh, 
that, that yes. reference. Yeah. 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 And, and it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. I've never seen The Office. Never She's never seen The Office. And that's where I realized that we weren't recording. Uh, she blew up the recording. Is Are what we recording? We recording right I did check. That's I looked. Good. I saw you look. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, the great thing about having a lazy eye is I can still look at you in the Shut eye. Shut the and, front door. And you can look at two things at once. Uh, yeah, yeah. It is. It is a. It is a talent, my friend. Wow. All right. We have to move on because yeah, we are uh, short on time now. Huh? We are short on time. Uh, life of a dad, right? Uh, right. I got to pick up my kids from school today. Uh, while my youngest is at Riley's for a dental exam because he freaks out when he's at a normal doctor. So, yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. You know, each kid you love, you love them differently. True story. So, look, I don't like doctors, but we still go to them now, right? Exactly. I, you know, look, as a former addict, right. I can't stand doctors. Right. No, me neither. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of bag. There's a lot of baggage with that statement. That we're not going to get into that. Sure. Because we're here to talk about you, Eric. Hey. Yeah. So, Eric, uh, this season we're talking about whole. In the soul, right? That yeah. thing that I feel like we should have some sort of um, what sound effect after that? I don't know. It, it calls what? for a sound effect. Wait, like, like what? Like, are like we talking a, like whatever a black hole sounds like, or like a junior mitt dropping into a guy having surgery no, from no, Seinfeld? No, 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 Ding, kind of, or like a reverse. Yeah, like ding, ding, ding. No, Wait, are we like seeing that, those crappy doorbells low. now? Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, but lower. But, lower. Okay, yeah. so work on that. But we're oh. back to okay. The whole in soul. Sorry, got right. sidetracked. Here we go. Yeah. So we're we're doing a whole in the soul series, right? Uh, this season, and basically talking about this idea of of you know coming back from the abyss. Mm. Um, you know, uh, yeah. and, and I know that you have a lot of that in your story. And so we want to give you a space, uh, you know, in a, in a, about a minute or two, uh, to just give us some of your background, you know, what created that hole in your life? Yeah. So I think with me, you know, I've, I've put a lot of thought and a lot of time into all of this. Um, you know, growing up, I grew up, you know, in Fishers, um, for those that don't know, it's, you know, a, a little better side of town, if you will, um, but my parents by no means grew up wealthy, you know, and we know we had a lot of the same problems as, as other families did. Um, my parents didn't drink or do drugs. It just seemed to all kind of land squarely on me. Um, I, I think a lot of that kind of started because, you know, in my family as a boy, I wasn't really allowed to, you know, show emotion and everything always had to be a certain way yep. with, with no sort of explanation of anything. I think the term "my way" or "the highway" went along, went 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 around a lot at my house. Also, uh, boy, if you want something to cry, I'll give you something to cry about. Oh, all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so you know, eventually, you know, when my parents started to have, you know, go through their divorce, um, you know, there was there was a lot of um, there was a lot of trauma during that whole divorce period, Um, and I think a lot of it was because. we as a family didn't talk about things. Mm. We didn't have open discussions. We didn't communicate as a family. And the truth is that was inevitably what led to the divorce. Um, during that time, you know, I'm, I'm about 15 at this time. Um, I had found alcohol, you know, and um, that was kind of where it all started. And, and obviously we'll talk more about that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, it had a big grip on my life. It led to so much other stuff. But really the hole in my soul was dealing with my own kind of emotions dealing with me on the inside 
and healing from lots of trauma from childhood. Well, yeah. So would you say then that a lot of your uh, whole came from an inability from those around you to help you understand what you were going through at that age? Yeah, to, to process it and deal with it in a in a emotionally mature way. Right. I still struggle with that. You know, I've been sober almost four and a half years now. I still struggle with that. I look over at my fiance and I'm like, babe, I just don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, I don't want to talk about Dude, it. Like, listen, you need to give me 24 I've hours. been sober for 20 years and I still don't know how to do that. Right. right? <laughs> so, so I can relate a lot to what you were saying about, um, you know, the no communication in the house. My parents, it was very much, um, you either blow up or you got the silent treatment, right? Yeah. There was no in between. There was no sure. sitting down. So in your house, do you, was was there blow ups or was there just nothing? No, we acted like everything was fine. Gotcha. Sweep it under the rug. We're That's all right. good here. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, Take it's a interesting. Pants. I got the trash boy. Right. Well, yeah, it's interesting because you were, you know, both. You were you were quiet. We were blow up. Yeah. I mean, we were a loud Italian family. Right? Yeah. So everything was just always chaotic. Mm-hmm. My father was blow up. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you had, so you had all this, this crap that you couldn't process in a healthy way. So you turned to drugs and alcohol. So yeah, there, I mean, there were a lot of violent threats, you know, amongst my family when that whole divorce thing went around, you know, my, I saw my father for the first time, raise his hand to my mother, mm. to my knowledge that had never actually happened before. Wow. Um, I, I threw my father into the drywall at that time. Um, because you don't do that. Well, exactly. <laughs> you know, you yep. really didn't. My father wasn't a small man. I'm 6'4". He was 5'10 and 285. How old were you at that point? 15. 15. So, um, growing up, I remember being scared of yeah. my mom. And then there come a point in time when I was a little bit older, probably about the same age, that it turned to anger. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Do you feel like um, you keep it in, and then after that, it was like you have to get that out somehow. Somehow, yeah. And since I'm not allowed to show emotion as a boy at the age of 15, I really started drinking. Right. Yeah. Like like drinking, drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every single night. Okay. That that was so. So here's the deal, right? I was with my girlfriend at the time, who was uh, 18. We'll call her C. I don't want to use anybody's yeah, real name sure. ever, right? And. Um, she was great and amazing, but she was considerably older than me. And and that's kind of where beer first came into the equation for the Mm. first time. But what I realized was this would help me short term at night, at least, you know, not think about all this other stuff at home and and all the other emotional, uh, trauma that, that came with it. You know, well, that's what addiction does, right? It covers over the crap we don't want to deal with. Yes, it does. All right. And, yeah. and we, we, it's a band-aid solution for a very deep gaping wound. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how, how far into uh, the abyss did you get? Well, uh, the truth is, man, I got all the way down to the abyss. I, um, you know, I, I thought that I was managing my addictions well. Um, and it started off just with alcohol, then, you know, went to marijuana and really quickly went to, you know, cocaine, ketamine, crack. Mm. Um, what age would you say you got more? 18. Eight, so after you graduated 18. high school? No, I was slinging it in high school. Right. Too. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. 18, I was hanging out with, you know, 30 year olds yeah. and, and escorts and stuff. But that was the life that I knew at 18 in high school. That right. was my life right. at that point. Yeah. You know, I'd have Coke lined up on the table. My mom was at her apartment, you know, working extra hours so that she could afford the apartment. I'm, you know, trying to help out 
working my, you know, 40 hours, you know, you know, in the summertime, it, it was really just party central when I was in high school, man. Right. You know, so anyway, that just kept driving me, me further and further. And, um, the, the truth is I lost my job over my addiction. Yeah. I lost my driver's license for 17 years over my addiction. I've spent a very long, I mean, not years in jail, but I did a six month stint and a handful of other stints as well. Um, I'm like a seven time felon from, you know, DUIs and driving offenses. Um, at what point did you look at your life and go, okay, maybe this just isn't a kid being a kid. I think I really have a problem here. When I had a loaded nine millimeter to my head and a bag of dope that if I did it, I would die in a handle of vodka. When was that? December 20th, 2016. You know, we have for the, we have really bad memories, but there are dates I can tell you and a lot of, you know what I mean? I can't tell you what people's birthdays are. I don't know. Right. I have no idea if I miss your birthday. I'm sorry. (laughs) But I know that date. Yeah. You know, so four and a half. So so if you want to know like what, what rock bottom was like for me, it was, um, spending a lot of time outside, um, kind of, uh, going back and forth from downtown, you know, to get dope to a friend's place who was letting me stay on his couch where I was, you know, stealing alcohol to, you know, continue my addiction. Um, and, and man, that was a really deep spot. Yeah. It was a really, really challenging, tough spot to be in, not knowing, you know, that there was another way out. Yeah. I didn't know there was another way out. Right. I, I was literally prepared to take the only way I knew out. Wow. I mean, it's the slowest form of suicide that you can think of, right? Addiction is. So did, did anybody try to step in and, and help? Or? Man, I, so, so I'm my father's son, first of all. Yeah. I can be pretty stubborn and hard-headed. Sure. At least definitely in my addictions, right? Yeah. But um, maybe a little bit. Maybe people try to come in and say, you know, there are places that can help you for stuff like this, but nobody really took my hand and said, Hey, this is where we got to go. Okay. All right. Did you try rehab at all in that time? Never, never. I've never, I've still haven't gone to rehab okay. ever. So I, I don't plan on it at this point well, either. So. Yeah. Right. So you've been clean four and a half years. Yeah. Uh, how'd you do it? Um, so, so the truth is, man, I was, I was on my buddy's couch and, um, I realized I was going to die. Yeah. And, um, I was either going to do it my way or fully surrender and do it God's way. And the answer um, at that point was um, God saying, you know, I've I've given you the words that there is another way. Mm. Why don't you reach out and make the phone call and find out that other way? So who'd you call? Um, Not Ghostbusters. I called. (laughs) Right, right, right. No, I did not. I called. um, I called the woman that gave me that bit of information. Okay. Um, and, um, she, you know, said, look, you know, I, I know it's not what you want to hear, but the truth is it's what you need. Yeah. Yeah. She was right. Yeah. It's totally what I need. So you had a God moment. Uh, yeah, that was not the only one. Okay. That was not the only one. So, so, you know, I'm, I'm down there at, uh, at the mission, right? Like homeless, homeless at this point. Um, completely sober. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to like figure out, you know, what got me here, what went wrong in my life. And obviously I'm reading the Bible, um, at that point. And, um, all of a sudden I'm just, I'm just reading and God sits there and he puts his hand on my shoulder and 
I just feel him and I hear him and I, I he just says, Eric, I've never left you. Oh, I love it. I've been here the entire time. Yeah. And I was just like filled with the Holy Spirit and that feeling. Yeah. And um, all of a sudden, it, it makes sense. Yes. I had been trying to do this all my way, but, you know, God wrote this big, massive book that actually says if you do it like this. And it's not even complicated. It's repetitive. I know, the right? The is repetitive. Oh, you're the whole my thing. language right now. I know. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I don't get it. Yeah, no, dude, it's, it's exactly but right. But that's the truth. But that's the yes. truth. And, and, and what he had me reading just made so much sense. I'm like, man, this is. Isn't it crazy when it like, clicks? Like, this has been yeah. my you whole know? life. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, the, the, when, when, when my uh, brother introduced me to Jesus. Uh, yeah. And I understood that there was uh, somebody out there who loved me. Right. You know, yeah, loved me for for me, not for what they wanted me to be, not for who I, you know, not for who I became at the time, but just loved me mm-hmm. regardless. Well, and we've talked about, too, whenever I went to treatment, it yeah. was, um, that's something I really struggled with, was my conception of God and what I'd been told who he was. Yeah. And so... For me, it was basically forgetting everything I'd learned about God yep. and starting over. Yeah, Just sure. like, yeah. There's nothing better than an experience with God to unlearn all the crap that you've picked up throughout your life. For sure. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and, and the, it, it's so... The Bible is just so clear on, yeah. on so many things. Yeah. And, and it, I had this moments of these epiphanies that God just simply said, look, you know, this is... Yeah, this is going to take a while, Eric. I hope you're paying attention. Uh, so we've, we've messed up here, 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 here. And he just kept on going. And um, then he, he kind of said, for a while, that's enough. I need you to heal from this. And I yep. need you to work on this and make yourself better. And then I'm going to do it again to you. And and, and he just he keeps doing it. He keeps Every introducing time. more things in my life that, yes. that keep pushing me to become a better version of myself. Yes. So you were in the mission. Yeah. And that, you know, you take... You take away the drugs and the alcohol, mm-hmm. and you're left with a lot to work yeah. through. Um, yeah. So take us through where you went after that, you know, experience you had with God at, at the mission. So I decided to join a program at the mission, and um, that program was for people who were homeless um, and were also uh, in recovery. Um, and it... it you know, definitely helped me um, face some of my own demons, you know, and um, although I haven't necessarily gone to, you know, AA or I have attended some meetings, I've not necessarily worked the program, if you will. Um, I believe that the Bible has done, you know, a pretty good job of keeping me uh, extremely accountable of myself and um, has made me really reflect deep down inside on what has hurt me. And, and what still might be hurting me that I need to still recover from. Do you have others around you right now that are kind of helping you walk through this mess? Yeah, so I, I think everybody on my end is extremely um, supportive of this entire endeavor. Yeah. You know, uh, again, from my brother to my ex-wife to my fiancé to my, my daughter, all of my stepkids, um, you know, my, my work partner, if I'm ever feeling some sort of way, kind of accountability is like my whole thing, right? Um, I just need for you to be able to talk to me about wherever you are at any moment in time that I call. Let's just be honest and have a conversation. But if I'm feeling some sort of way, I'll call, you know, I'll call all those people, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Literally, I'll call them all in no particular order, and it'll yeah. just kind of be the same conversation. Hey, just want to let you know, you know, I'm feeling some sort of way right now. You know, I'm not going to pick up. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to use. I'm just letting you know I'm, I'm feeling like that, and so this is an accountability call. Yes. All right, cool. I love you, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's how the call goes. Like, is there anything I can do for you right now? Nope, everything's good. I love I it. Just, I had to make this call. I call it your tribe, right? That's right. Because uh, that's that's, right. that's, that's, I have that same group of people yeah. that I can call up and say, hey, look, today's not a good day. Right. Uh, you know, uh, and most of it's with my PTSD now, uh, you know, but it's like I just need somebody to get, you know, I'm thinking dark thoughts and someone just to pray. Right. You know, just, I just need to say it to somebody, right? That's right. Yeah, dude, awesome. I yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, so you started filling this hole up with, with Jesus, right? Um, yeah, this, always- this hole this hole that had been filled up with drugs and alcohol. Yep. You know, I was 175 pounds when I got clean, right? Yeah. I'm 210 right now, weighed myself this morning. That was just just to be podcast. able to say that, just, gained 35. No, not for the podcast. <laughs> not for the podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, so I, so I gained 35 pounds. Yeah. You know, just to not only just, you know, eating, but also nourishing my right. body, you know, with the word as well. So, um, yeah, so, so, so I started working, you know, that program. And um, I, I started realizing that, my, you know, the, the way that I was brought up was, was probably not, you know, the best environment. And um, I, I realized that my, 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 my father's way of parenting is the best way that he knew how. Yeah. You know, and uh, so I, I realized that I had to kind of take the best of my father and the best of my mother and make them the best of me and uh, just continue to learn and grow. Right. Yeah. Which I which I think um, that was the moment that I kind of just surrendered and, you know, to God. And I said, look, from this point on, I am doing nothing myself and I'm mm-hmm. just going to do everything your way. All I need you to do is get me through this um, detoxing that I'm about to do, and I will not. Yeah, pick up again, and I will follow you, and that was my promise. And and good job on on following through. With here that. we are. Yeah. So right. here we are still. So the, you know, I, I I think back to like my first ten years of recovery, and uh, probably eight, like more like eight, but. Um, I was a pastor, right? Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> I remember this very distinctly uh, that I had this moment where I realized that I was treating Jesus like an addiction. All right. And what I mean by that uh, is that, you know, addicts use addiction to cover up their crap, not to deal with it, but to cover it. That's right. And I think sometimes we do that in, in, in the church, right? We, right. We, we lift up our hands, we sing the worship song the Bible, we do the things, we go through the motions, but we don't let Jesus in. Right. Right. And so for, for the first 10 years of my recovery, uh, I didn't let Jesus in. Is that, a, did you find a similar type of thing in your, in, in the beginning of your recovery or uh, were you just straight out, Jesus go as deep as you need to go? I gave every ounce of my soul, myself, and my body over to him. Yeah. Because I was about ready to take myself off of the off yeah. of the map completely. Yeah. So so I realized, yes, there was another option, and it is Jesus. And I'd actually never officially tried this option. Before. You know, and, and I and I love that. And if there's anything for our listeners to understand, is that when you hold back, you know, from giving your your life to God, uh, then you know. There's still going to be that 
uh, that lack of recovery, right? Uh, yeah. But it, it, it's not until you realize, that, oh, I need to give everything up. And some of us do it slowly, like I did. You know, it took, sure. it took me 10 years to get to that point. And so, but that was 10 years ago, right? right? So now, you know, I've lived the last 10 years fully committed, fully surrendered to God. Well, shoot, don't, don't think that yeah. I don't have moments where I, I sit oh, there sure. and, and, and I don't just, you right. know, I, I try to pull on anything I can. I mean, we're oh, human, yeah. right? We want to have control of stuff. I still do. But, but then I, I, you know, one of those late nights, I can't sleep at 2.30 in the morning. I have this, you know... Again, it's the epiphany. God sticks to my head. He's like, "Yep, dude, this is uh, this is this is. It's like yeah. you, need, you need to just give it up, man. It's like yeah. you just can't, you can't do this. I told you, you cannot do this. Fully man. surrendered does not mean uh, you forever. Know, oh yeah, for, I have my moments. Well, it's like yeah. you take it back. Like we, I, sure. The craziest part about this whole thing for me was like, okay, this works. I know what works. Why do sometimes I stop doing what I know works? Like, you know, I'll start feeling crappy or I'll be up all in my head and I'll be like, oh, I didn't do X, yeah. Y, or Z. Well, you know, the Bible says for us all to be living sacrifices, right? And the problem with the living sacrifice right. is we take ourselves off the altar, right? <laughs> all the time. We have to put ourselves right back on it. Uh, you know, and, and it's, it's a process. It really is. Fully surrendered does not mean perfect. It just means that I'm, I'm willing to do what God asks me to do. And even when I'm not willing, I'll be willing again. Just give me time. <laughs> Eventually. Right. Um, so whenever I was kind of um, leaving treatment and starting over, essentially you started, you know, drinking at 15, which is, right. I mean, pretty much a kid. I think, well, you know, in, in, the, uh, in the alcoholic world, I don't know if there's necessarily like a standard time to start drinking, but I would think 15, 16 would be. Right. Yeah. About yeah. that, but, but I guess but in, the, in the normie world, not even close. You know? But yeah. so my question is, um, for me, it was all about. You know, my therapist said, "Tell me about yourself. Tell me about what you like." And I looked at him, and I was like, "Here I am, thirty six, and I was like, uh, I, I'm really good at basketball. I mean, I haven't played basketball since I was, you know, a junior in in high school, yeah. which is essentially when my addiction got really, really bad. Right. And so." Figuring out who who I am has been a process just in this, you know, less than 18 months that I've been clean. And so tell me about what you've learned about yourself or, you know, the life that you're creating that you've got, you know, it's a, you're, you're allowed to create now that your addiction isn't ruling, you know, your every move. Yeah. So, you know, I use drugs and alcohol as a reason um, or, or as a way to be more personable, more likable out at, you know, clubs, bars, parties, whatever. And um, the fact is that I used for two decades straight, mm -hmm. hardcore. Yeah. And um, so there's a whole bunch of me that I am still truly unfolding. And a yep. lot of that is, is things like, I really don't like people. <laughs> I just don't. I don't like new people. New people, I don't. I didn't want to meet you before, girl. I can She's relate. Like, let's, just, let's just be here now. I'm like, cool. All right, let's just chat before. <laughs> but, but, but that's me, man. Like, I, I like my close inner circle. Yeah. And I will disclose everything to this inner circle. Yep. But I can this totally is my relate. inner circle. Yeah. yeah. But to make it to this inner circle, you got to be like this, like through yep. thick and thin. And I got to know this. Yeah. Because, you know, I've got, I've got, got a very clear, uh, you know, agreement with my fiance. If I ever pick up a drink again, you are to leave me immediately. Like, yeah. you, you need to leave. That's awesome. Until then, until yeah. then, let's rock out, baby. Like, <laughs> I love you, let's go to the moon and back, punky. But if I ever pick up again, I need you to leave me. And I'm telling you this sober, right. that I will, I will, I am a path of destruction. Yeah. 
Like, I am a tornado. Yeah. And it is April 3rd. You know, the best thing my husband ever did was look me in the eye and say, I love you enough, and I love our kids enough that if you don't get help, I'm leaving. And I knew he was serious. That's what my first wife did. Yeah. And she was serious, and she left. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. But we're we're tight. Yeah. Even today, she's like, it's good to have you back, man. I'm like, great. It's going to be back. Yeah. Yeah. I missed myself. I mean, right. I mean, and and this whole idea that, um, you know, we're learning something new, even at, at, you know, I'm guessing you're around our age. Uh, You're 39. Okay. Yeah. A little older. I'm 37. There you go. Yeah. She's 36. Mm -hmm. You said just a second ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, So we're all about the same age, but we've missed so much of our lives for, you know, because of our addictions or, you know, in, in, in my case, because of my trauma, but at least we can all say of our trauma. Right. And we're still learning some things about ourselves that, you know, uh, that people are like, you know, uh, how did you not know that? Or, you know, or, 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 you know, like right now. So I just got my uh, gauges in, uh, in my ear, right? This, these are brand new a week ago, right? I, I, I can't tell you how many people ask me if I'm going through a midlife crisis. I right? Like, no. I'm like, I'm just finding myself. Yeah. I'm like in my early teens, yeah. my twenties. I just, yeah. I, I'm just right now figuring out what I want, what I want to look like, and who I want to be. Well, they say that when you when you begin your active addiction, that's when you kind of stop developing physically, you know, emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then you know, so I'm, I was a, uh, thirty five year old in a. Um, I'm a 35 year old's body, but I'm really like, you know, 15 on the inside. Right. And, and that's so true, man. I mean, my body feels like I'm 85. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's one of the parts of my story that I should probably share with you. That's kind of how I got hooked on like opiates and, and heroin. Right. It was, is, is, you know, people talk about, you know, um, opiates and stuff leading, leading to heroin use. And, and I, you know, broke my spine while having the shakes while my girlfriend at the time made us drinks. I had not been drinking yet, but I was focusing on drinking as I dove into this swimming pool and um, temporarily paralyzed myself. So, yeah. So, so then, you know, I kind of got, got on Percocet and um, then I took myself off of Percocet. Then I started having, you know, some, some other issues with it going on. Then I got back on Percocet and, uh, you know, kept taking that until it just wasn't enough. Then started selling that. And I could, you know, I'd get a whole lot more dope for, for what, you know, what the Spurks would do for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and so, you know. yeah, so in these last, uh, we got like 10, 15 minutes, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and I yeah. want to make sure that we hit the, the, the uh, whole filling, yeah. right? So now, you know, four and a half years later, yeah. uh, you know, you are sold out for Jesus, yeah. right? Uh, which I love. Uh, and you are serving people. Talk a little bit about, um, you know, the, uh, the way that God has been calling you to, to, um, serve him over the last four years. Yeah. So, um, I, I've kind of worked my way up through the homeless community, um, you know, starting as, um, just a program leader, kind of helping guys who were first coming up off the streets. Yeah. And, um, then, you know, I was offered a job there and kind of worked my way up there as well. Um, the truth is what I found is serving others, um, is the most, um, amazing thing I could ever do. I serve people directly on the streets. Yeah. I serve people directly in camps who sleep in tents. Yeah. Uh, 365 days out of the year, you know, they don't come in when it gets minus 12. Right. These are like these hardcore diehard people that stay out there. Yeah. And, and the truth is, um, serving them is such an honor. Yeah. You know, because I, I, 
Sometimes there are people who are suffering from addictions just like most of the time they are. But if they're not suffering from addictions, they're probably suffering from a mental illness. Yeah. Um, and I get to stay with these people and integrate my life with them. You know, I always said that I, I want to help people in the exact same spot that I was in yep. when I needed help. Yep, exactly right. Yep. And I have literally positioned myself in that one spot. I could grab people off of off of the ground and help them to safety. Mm. Um, and that's what I do. I love that, man. You know? Yeah. Yes. Praise God. Dude, I, just, I just love hearing people take their pain and turn it into praise. Mm. Right? You know, serving God through what? The through, message yeah. is in the mess. Yes, their message. Yes, right. See, look, you, it you is. got it, man. It I love you're it. Right, you're right. You can preach. Uh, you know, look, I mean, and, and that, that's really what it is. I mean, you, I, I always think of like, you know, I'm going to get a little biblical here, right? But I always think about Joseph, you know, and how Joseph had to go through prison to be who he, to be the second highest guy in the uh, 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 in Egypt, right? And, and some, you, we always ask the question, why? Why do I have to go through all this? Why do I have to go through all this? And, you know, I'm not saying God caused it, Right. Uh, but I am saying that God's using it. That's right. All things work to good for those who love Jesus Christ and are called according to his purpose, right? And That's so, all right. So I, don't, I can't look back on my life and say, uh, man, I wish that never happened, right? I mean, sure. a part of me does, but at the same time, it's like, had I not gone through that? I have a couple of regrets. Don't get me wrong. Oh, obviously. You know, I, you know, I regret but, sinning, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but God's but, using yeah. it for his glory. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it was uh, me getting to my absolute most broken that it took God entering and saying, all right, man, are you done? Like, dude, I've been trying to get your attention now for 20 years. Yeah. Do I have your attention yet? Yep. And I just, you know, said, yes, Lord, you've got my attention. Yeah. And, and that was it, man. Honestly, giving back is so wonderful. Um, you know, I, we, we deal with death all the time, but we also deal with so much life. Yeah. And, and we have the ability to help pull people out of this fire. Uh, amen. It's an man. inferno. Yeah, exactly right. I, and I am, uh, I am proud to be partnered with people like you and others who are doing this kind of work, man. I mean, it's nice. just, it is, it is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay, so the question we always ask of every person we've interviewed thus far is if you could go back and talk to yourself in, uh, in the throes of your crap, right? What yeah. advice would you give? Isn't, isn't that, isn't that tough? Isn't that the question every addict has thought? Yeah. Right. I think, I think every, uh, every human's probably thought that. Yeah. Yeah. What would you do? Man. The truth is, I don't know because I believe that to do the, I believe that there are people that are made to do the work that I do. Yeah. And I truly believe that I have been crafted to do the work that I do. Yeah. It takes somebody who's gone through all of that trauma, all of that um, addiction, the pain, the actual physical pain, you know, um, to be comfortable with people who are, you know, murderers, yeah. et cetera. Right. Not even be comfortable, but there's a relatability because it's in there. Like we talked earlier, you know. I, I, I tell people my, my closest friends are murderers, drug dealers, and prostitutes. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a big NF fan. Uh, <gasps> okay, I like NF. Wait. No, you're not. This is just coming out. You, yeah, I love uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, huge my, NF fan. We can talk more about this yeah. later. I was going to go to his concert with my son, uh -huh. like, before COVID happened. Uh -huh. It was standing, like, it was, like, 
you stand there. Like there aren't regular seats. Yeah, no, I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I can get down with this. I'll totally try. But yes, we'll, we'll discuss this. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I hit something. You All did. Right. I love it. Anyway, a uh, huge NF fan. And, and you know, I think when he does that, that song about talking to his old self and the thing that he said is, is it is going to get better. You know, I don't know if I would try to try to correct my path any. I don't think I would. I think I would give hope. Like, hey, dude, listen. There's light at the end of this tunnel. All right? There's yeah. light at the end of this tunnel. That's right. Uh, and, and I really think that that's the message of God, isn't it? It is. There's light at the end of this tunnel, guys. You know, like, it's going to get better. If not in this world, in the next. I wouldn't listen to myself. If I could go back and talk to myself, even as myself. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, this is future you. <laughs> listen to me. Do not do this. <laughs> the best way to get me to go ahead and do something is to tell me to not True do it. Story. I will pick it up and it is gone. You're like, you're like, what do, do you not know? Smoke <laughs> this. Man, dude, where's my lighter at, bro? Yeah, I gotta yeah. light this sucker up. Like, what do you know? Like, you don't know nothing. You don't know what I'm into. No, I know what you've been through. I am you. You don't know nothing. I would, I was that hard headed. I would not have listened to myself. Oh, yeah. None of us. Would but, have. but I would have at least tried to show myself love. Yeah. And understanding. Yes. Because I didn't feel like I got a lot of love and understanding. Uh, I'm right there with you. And that's you. okay because that means that nobody else in my life has gone through this or experienced this. And that's yeah. fine. I'm, I'm so happy for them. Yeah. You know, look, man, I think in a future episode uh, on parenting, um, you know, to have you guys come back and do, and do this would be great. Because one of the questions I've always had, one of the questions as a guy who's been through crap as a kid. Yeah. Uh, but matured because of it. How do I raise my children to to be mature, right? But without the crap. Like I'm not going to beat my kids just so they can have I a maturity. Th- I think my daughter is extremely mature for her age, yeah. and that is the majority of my doing. Yeah. Um, and that's not a good thing, either. right? It's right. because it's her of pain, my. Right? That's correct. It's because of my alcoholism yeah. um, that she had to mature extraordinarily quickly and grow up way more quickly than any yep. child should have to. Yeah. And so, you know, like my kids, uh, there's, there's, this is funny because there's things that my kids do. I'm like, dude, you're how old again? You know? And, yeah. and yet it, it, I hear from others. No, Larry, that's, that's normal right. for that age group. Oh, <laughs> you know, but anyway, we're getting totally off topic. So we'll get that on a, in a future episode. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, we have to wrap things up. And as we wrap things up, as always, it is with the, Last sip, something that. So I'm going to explain something to you, Eric. We used to do a first sip, uh, you know, and and kind of set the mood, set the tone, get some warmth, right? Autumn comes in and demands. I imagine when you talk about this, you use these hands. Autumn yeah. comes in. Oh, yeah. With her version of coffee and yeah. conversation. Coffee I'm not, Listen, I'm not bitter the coffee is. Um, so, <laughs> so so, now we do the last sip, right? And so, uh, as always, and I do have some exciting news before we take our last sip. We, are, we have official sponsors of the Coffee and Conversation podcast, Hoosier Warrior Coffee, uh, ran by friends of the podcast, Alan and Courtney Driver. I feel like insert... Um, the sound effect of clapping like that's why nice. are you all is, I, you're I ruining like the moment autumn sound, sound effects boards. Okay. <laughs> all right so to who's your wire to the sponsorships to the podcast wire. let's take a drink yeah. that's good stuff that is good very good coffee uh for those of you who would like to order some coffee uh who's your warrior coffee.com 
uh, you can find them on Facebook. All right. So with all that said, and we also want to uh, shout out to Community Transformation Partners, which is the uh, other paid sponsor of this podcast. That's the organization I work for. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, if you have any you know, questions or you want to know more about what we do, communitytransformationpartners.org. Find us on Facebook, Community Transformation Partners, or email me, Larry, at communitytransformationpartners.org. Uh, Eric, you want to you wanna publicize yourself a little bit? Where can people find you if they need you? You don't like people, but you have a social media account, I'm sure. I do not necessarily like people. Yes, yeah, so my, my social media account's public, and I keep it public for just the simple fact that anybody who, who ever comes across it, if you think you have a problem, uh, you might, in fact, have a problem. And, I, you know, I want people to ever always be able to reach out for me. So my, my Instagram is Eric, which is my first name, E-R-I-K. And the letter N, as in Nathaniel, no, that's not my middle name. It so is Eric, now. <laughs> Eric N. Uh, Jensen, J-E-N-S-E-N. That is at Eric N. Jensen is my Instagram handle. So you guys can find me on there. Um, yeah, man. Thank you, guys. The N stands for narwhal. Stands for Niels. I'm, I'm, my family's Danish. Oh, oh Danish. So, yeah. yeah. All right. I, now you know. I mean, now I know. felt Narwhal was a better answer, but I mean, Niels is fine. That was random. <laughs> I mean, he's going to hate Yeah, me. I'm going I'm gonna go with the Viking theme, not the, nor, the Narwhal <laughs> theme. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. You know, I can also do the Narwhal from Buddy the Elf, but that's... Uh, it's another day, buddy. Another day. Another day, another dollar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Autumn. Uh, yes, I am typically at my bar, my healthy bar, Energy Spot Brownsburg. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our... Um, protein shakes, energy drinks, um, and I'm autumn coffee, coffee with a Y, E-Y. Because of Y. Like the name that's yeah. spelled, or what does he say? I don't know. Coffee, coffee, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like, like, like the, the drink, drink just but it's spelled so different. different. <laughs> that's my voiceover. It's horrible. That was, you know, look, it was the, it's the, okay. the, the heart that matters, the intention behind it. For sure. All right. Well, everybody, thank you again for joining us. Eric, thank you for being a part yeah, of the thank podcast. You. Thank you, guys. Uh, we, this was a great conversation. I feel like I want to talk to you for more hours, uh, <laughs> but we just don't have the time. But, Anytime you guys want. Uh, we got you. We got you. All right, guys. Uh, that will do it for this episode of the podcast. I believe we have one or two more after this one. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so you got us for at least a couple more episodes. But until then, as always, peace, love, and soul. Bye-bye.